This is AgriPulse Open Mic. I'm your host, Jeff Daly. Our guest this week is Dr. Rob Fraley, Executive Vice President and Chief Technology Officer of Monsanto Company. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance industry provides individualized protection on more than 290 million acres of farmland. Crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. AgriPulse Open Mic continues with Dr. Rob Fraley next. America's crop insurance industry is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. The National Crop Insurance Services provide individualized protection on more than 290 million acres of farmland. Crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. This is AgriPulse Open Mic. On the sidelines of a showcase of innovative agriculture technology at last week's Farm Progress Show, we spoke with Dr. Rob Fraley, Executive Vice President and Chief Technology Officer for Monsanto, about the sea of change that biological science and data technology are bringing to agriculture. Fraley says modern agriculture is a combined goal of producing more food and developing tools to provide more food with less inputs. We have just a wave of new advanced technologies, whether it's the biological advances in breeding, in the biotech tools, the gene editing, the RNAi tools. We have a wave now of data science tools, the digital ag advances that let us completely and effectively monitor every acre, every plant, and use exactly the right seeding population, the right amount of fertilizer to uh, optimize that crop and avoid overuse. And then we're excited. In a few months, we hope to be closing the deal with Bayer, and that will bring chemistry together with our biotech and our data science tools and be able to integrate these solutions together. I think the other importance of modern agriculture is that There are tools in the modern agricultural toolkit that benefit all farmers. I mean, organic producers love the digital ag tools. They like the advanced microbials. So it's a technology that fits all different types of farming and, frankly, all different farmers, whether you're a large farmer or a small farmer. Some of the most advanced applications I've seen from digital ag are where we're reaching out to smallholder farmers in India with their cell phones and giving them agronomic advice for the first time. So when we're talking about modern agriculture, are we talking about a metamorphosis of the crop farms that we know today, or is it a continued evolution in the direction that we've taken over the past 10 or 15 years? I I think the last 10 or 15 or 20 years have been a pretty uh, cool ride. I was telling someone earlier the story, you know, of, you know, just if you look at corn, I mean, here we are, uh, you know, just finishing up uh, with uh, farm progress, spending time in the state of Illinois. You know, since the time I went to college, to, uh, to today, corn yields in this state have gone from 100 bushels to, you know, over 200. And all of that has involved a lot of the, the modern agricultural advances. But I would say, looking forward, with the rate of progress now in breeding, being able to breed seeds knowing every gene, being able to chip a little piece of a seed from every seed to pick exactly the right new seed for the future, to be able to have the digital ag tools that enable us to precisely map and track 
every single plant in that field. You know, in our research plots, every plant has a GPS coordinate. And pretty soon, farmers, with the combination of the satellite imagery, the sensors, the drone, are going to be able to do the same thing in their fields. You know, look at every plant every day and then make even better decisions with knowledge of the soil types, the sensors that provide input on moisture and nutrition levels. This is an exciting time to be in agriculture, and I'm only hoping I get another 37 years to do this because there's a lot of cool stuff happening. Let's take a short trip back. I remember in the early 90s when the first BT corn came out. One single trade, it revolutionized so many different uh, mindsets about the industry. How far have we come with traits today? Well, that's a great example. So, uh, the, you know, remember when we launched EelGuard, it was one gene for a caterpillar. You know, today our SmartStacks technology and, and the new generations that we're creating have eight or ten genes. You know, we have three different genes for caterpillars in that corn plant. Uh, we have uh, three different genes for rootworm. We'll have a couple of different herbicide tolerances. And when I look, you know, for the next generation of seed that we'll be launching in the in the middle of the next decade, that corn, soybean seed is going to have five different herbicide tolerant traits. So we continue to advance with the uh, the biotechnology traits. We're now adding to that the new menu of gene edited traits. And in many ways, the gene editing technology, you know, takes us even beyond what biotech can do because gene editing gives us the possibility to to literally change and improve every gene in that plant. And so that opens the door for nutritional enhancements, for changing oil, protein, starch, for disease resistance. And so in many ways, we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg of what the advances in biology can do. And then, of course, now with the the data science tools, I'm blown away by the, the progress we're seeing in being able to literally digitize you know, every foot of that farm. We've been able to, in medicine, identify bad genes or genes that weren't functioning correctly. But now with the CRISPR technology and gene editing, possible to see an embryo even cure itself. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of parallels between how these tools are benefiting healthcare and uh, and farming. Um, you know, if you think about the overall trend in human medicine, it's individualized medicine. It's you going to your doctor, your doctor understanding your own unique genetics, your own biochemistry, your own health history, you know, tailoring a, uh, a recommendation based uniquely on your identified disease, often the, the genetic abnormality or the difficulty. In the farm, it's the same thing. Farmers are going to individualized crop care so that that corn plant or that soybean plant can be monitored you know from a satellite from a sensor and that the unique nutritional or moisture or disease requirements are there you know one of the newest tools that you know climate introduced at uh, farm progress this uh, at this last show was a, a tool that would let farmers take a picture of a soybean or a corn leaf that had a disease symptom, send that information, that photograph to the cloud where it would be compared very, very quickly against millions of other photographs and then report back to the grower 
with more accuracy than probably the best agronomist could do and tell them exactly what that disease is. Knowing that information, of course, they can make a decision whether to spray. They can make a decision on what exactly to spray given that uh, that disease phenotype. And that's a big breakthrough in terms of both, you know, being more timely and, and being more specific as we think about, you know, crop care in the future. And so, you know, when you put all this together, you know, you start, you know, every gene in that seed. We're continually breeding better ones. We're adding new biotech traits. You know, in this case, 10, 15 genes in the next generation. We'll be adding new gene-edited traits. That seed treatment may have as many as 8 or 10 different chemistries and a couple of really exciting biologicals to help stimulate growth. The farmer's knowledge of that field is going to be enhanced with all these digital tools, so they're going to have that planter set up so that it varies the seeding population. It may vary the type of hybrid or soybean variety through the field to optimize. It will change the uh, spacing. You know, the fertilization regime is going to match both the field and the genetics, and then the sensors and the satellites and the drones are going to really provide a real-time feedback on that crop. And, and that's, for me, you know, a set of tools that's going to really drive modern agriculture in the future. All right. We were talking about that relationship of the seed and what you've been able to do with the traits. Now let's delve into the soil. You've mentioned this on a couple of different occasions, and we're finding more attention from your company and from others about the relationship between the seed and the soil. What are we learning about the the biochemistry of the soil and the relationship to the seed? Is that also an area that we are and will be able to manipulate even more? Yeah, I think you're seeing so much interest in part because these new advanced tools allow us to do research that was would not have been possible 20 years ago. You know, I was trained at the University of Illinois as a microbiologist, and if we wanted to understand the microbes in a field, you know, back when I was in uh, school, you know, you'd take a soil sample, you'd put it in a flask, you'd dilute it, you'd pour it on Petri plates, you'd pick each colony of bacteria as they grew up, and after about the first eight or 10,000, your hand got pretty tired. Today, that DNA can be extracted directly from that dirt sample. All of the genes of all of the bacteria, they can all be sequenced. The computer is powerful enough on the sequencing device that it will deconvolute all of those genomes and give you a printout of the microbes in your field. And so what we're finding is a couple of things. First of all, almost every field is different. And what I would say is much like today, we know that certain hybrids work better on certain soil types and fields. What we're finding is is that the microbes work differently, whether it's corn after beans, corn after corn, whether it's a pH that's high or a pH that's low. So being able to tailor the microbe to the field is key. And then also being able to use some of these combinations of microbes and chemistry seed treatments, I think, opens up a really exciting avenue for the future. So I think about that future planner like you would a uh, an inkjet or a laser printer, where you're going through the field, you're varying the seed, you're varying the population, you're varying the seed treatment. You may be varying the, uh, the microbial inoculum that goes with it in order to really optimize the potential for every plant in that field. It sounds like every farmer then becomes surrounded by those who specialize in understanding that data and helping him make better decisions. And you know, I think as I've talked to farmers, and as you know, I, I grew up on a farm, farmers have been intuitively understood 
that there's huge variability in their fields, but they've never had the tools to understand it. I mean, this is a huge complex problem when you think about you know that corn seed has 40,000 different genes you know the microbial variability of the soil the different soil types the different agronomic practices it's been impossible to bring all that together till now we've had access to the digital ag tools and can bring you know the kind of you know capability for analytics and managing the big data so that we can integrate these tools and systems and make it all work together for farmers and provide them a solution that really works. So without giving away trade secrets, again, Farm Progress Show just over your shoulder, what are the products that you're talking to producers about now and what are the things that we might see from Monsanto in the weeks and months to come? Well, I think the, the couple of the big ones are, you know, we just got approval for the NEMA Strike product. I think that's going to be terrific because I would tell you nematodes are probably the greatest unmet pest control need in farming. Nematodes infest all plants and they're in all soils and they've largely been ignored because they're hard to see, they're hard to analyze, they're hard to treat. But, you know, with our Nemastrike product uh, seed treatment, we've seen uh, nice yield boosts across corn and soybean and cotton. So that's a, that's an exciting technology. That you've never been able to strike at the nematode. You've always tried to manage the population. But what you suggest here is now we're striking out against yeah. the pest. Yeah, this is a great science story. About seven or eight years ago, we acquired a small company in St. Louis. The scientists had sequenced the genes in the nematode, and then we used that information to discover a new nematicide that was effective as a seed treatment. I think the other one that is particularly exciting are some of the new climate apps. They've launched seven new products at the last Farm Progress show, and a couple of the exciting ones are these machine learning apps that help farmers precisely diagnose a developing disease in their field. And that's really amazing to be able to have that kind of uh, capability. And then on the trait side, I mean, you know, we've just launched the Extend technology this year. Exciting year for us. We're on about uh, 25 million acres of soybeans and cotton, and we expect to double that going into next year. So that's still going to be a, a big uh, a big push for us as we move into uh, 2018. So let's talk about technology. And obviously the advances that we've made have helped producers come so far so fast. You introduced a dicamba set of resistant uh, crops this year with a vapor lock technology, a change in the volatility, a registration from the Environmental Protection Agency, but yet we have a number of states that are showing challenges from this technology. Are we able collectively as a company or as producers together can we define yet what went wrong? Let, let me just uh, give you a little bit of background. And so on the dicamba technology itself, the trait for dicamba tolerance, we uh, actually licensed from the University of Nebraska back in 2005. And it took us about a decade to develop the trait, get it into soybean and cotton, and uh, create the, uh, you know, the outstanding tolerance that we see today. But we've also been working for about 10 years to uh, develop a better dicamba product. You know, I grew up as a kid on my farm using, you know, Banville. Good product, still used today, volatility issues, but still, you know, one of the most popular herbicides. We developed a much reduced volatility formulation, which is, you know, our vapor grip technology. So that was launched again this year. And this was the first year that we've had both the seeds and the chemistry in the marketplace. I was blown away, frankly, by the demand for the technology. You know, I go back when we launched Roundup Ready Soybeans, which was a great milestone. We launched Roundup Ready Soybeans on 3 million acres. 
the extend technology is on 25 million acres in the first year and that i think just it, it genuinely reflects the farmers need for better weed control we know that you know resistant palmer pigweed you know water hemp are big issues farmers need a new tool for weed control and this system is going to be uh, terrific so 25 million acres the vast majority of the farmers have had an exceptional uh, experience there have been a few that have seen cupped leaves in their fields i put it into perspective this way illinois in in 2017 planted a record 10 million acres of soybeans and the average field size in illinois is 40 acres so that means across the state of illinois north to south east to west they planted 250,000 soybean fields and when i look at the data from the state the state has had about 200 inquiries on our hotline where we've asked farmers if they've had any concern we've had about 400 inquiries but if you put it in perspective 400 inquiries on 250,000 fields, you know, the vast, vast majority, over 99% of the farmers in their fields have had success with the technology. Sometimes social media kind of builds and amplifies that, but the punchline is, by far, the vast majority of growers have had a good experience. We've had the chance, and we've made the commitment, that we would investigate every farmer's field who had an inquiry. So we've been to about a 1,000 fields across the country, and the, I think the really good news is, of all the fields we've looked at, 75 80% of the issues that the farmer reports are not getting the buffer quite right, not having the right nozzle, not having the right adjustment on the boon height. And the good news there is this is easily fixable through better training. We're going to put out a nozzle giveaway program. So I'm very confident that the vast majority of the issues out there will be addressed just with better training and focus. We're going to continue to look at, at the other sites and complete our investigations and all that. But I feel very good about it. I think the other thing is, particularly you know in Illinois with the recent rains, uh, the soybean crop has recovered nicely. A lot of those fields that had a little bit of leaf cupping a month ago have now grown out of it and you can't see any damage and I would expect that you know from what I've seen they'll yield normally. A noted Secretary of Agriculture Sonny Perdue said of the situation he would rather see the solution come from the bottom up than an edict that would come from the top down. From the farmer perspective and I would suggest from the company perspective this is a technology that neither needs to use especially the farmer with resistant weeds. Absolutely and that's why we've made the commitment to visit every single farmer who has an issue. So it can't get any more bottoms up than that. And so we're working with every uh, every farmer. We're working at the state level with every uh, state uh, regulator, uh, working at the uh, EPA uh, level. Later on in September, we're having an academic meeting. We'll bring all the academics who've got different views on the technology together. So we're, uh, we're listening to everybody. We're getting the feedback from the farmer, and we're putting in place what we think are the, uh, the enhanced training programs and the nozzle program that I think will make a big difference. Is there a threat that we could lose that chemistry for 2018? Well, I think that farmers want this. The reason we're on 25 million acres with the technology this year is because farmers desperately need 
better systems for weed control, and I think that's key. So farmers uh, need the technology. We're committed to making sure that every farmer has a good experience. I think the challenges that you know some farmers have faced this year has been a good wake-up call. So we're all working together. We're meeting, as I said, with uh, you know with the industry, with growers, with grower groups, with farmer groups, and uh, make sure that everybody appreciates that the importance of this technology. I always like to point out that as an industry, we need to be together on this. The enemy isn't the industry. The enemy is the palmer pigweed. The enemy is the water hemp that's destroying you know crops and fields and yields. And that's where we need to focus our energy. Plenty of headlines and discussion about Bayer and Monsanto coming together. What can you do together that you can't do apart? Key thing is we're going to be able to invest more money. We're going to be able to double the R&D budgets. Importantly, by bringing chemistry and biotech together, we can discover genes and new chemicals faster and develop that next new herbicide tolerance trait. And then when we talk about modern ag and integrating all this stuff together, you have to integrate the seed, the chemical seed treatments, the traits, the fungicide, the insecticide, the herbicide applications with the digital tools. The combined company will allow us to create better products that are integrated for farmers, and that's what's going to drive yields in the future. Rob Fairley, we want to thank you again for taking time to spend with us here on AgriPulse Open Mic. It is Open Mic, and sir, you have an open forum. Thank you very much. I, uh, I tell you, I have uh, reminded uh, when I attended Farm Progress about all the innovations. You know, this is just a, a remarkable time to be in agriculture. I mean, new advanced tools in biology and breeding, new digital ag tools, new types of chemistry coming in, uh, you know, the equipment and the automation. You know, what I'm reminded of is two things. The, the importance of everything that we do in agriculture really gets down to producing food and that's key. You know, world population continues to grow. The demand for food by 2050 uh, could nearly double. And I think it's increasingly important as we think about the public dialogue is we need to have better tools to farm better so that as we're increasing yields, we're farming more sustainably, using less fertilizers, less pesticides, using data and information to make better decisions. And for me, that's what the the promise of modern ag really represents. So I think it's an exciting time for agriculture. I think it's an important time. And if there's just one thing I'd leave you with is the key thing that that increasingly I focus on is the need for our company, for our industry, for everybody in agriculture to reach out and open that channel of communication to the public. It's really letting that public understand the importance of innovations, the passion that we have for farming, the care that farmers take to produce a safe and nutritious food supply. That's a message that we just need to keep getting out there and it's a key one, it's a real one, and it's a very important one for the future. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance industry is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. For AgriPulse, I'm Jeff Nelly.